and welcome to another podcast episode of Indigenous Roots and Hoots, produced by the Legacy of Hope Foundation. Indigenous Roots and Hoots is about Indigenous people and culture, past and present success stories and inspiring stories about Indigenous people and what they are doing today, whether it's arts, music, sports, business, education, and so on. Indigenous people are affecting positive change in their communities throughout Canada. Our aim is to create a better awareness about Indigenous peoples to help bridge the gap of understanding for the reconciliation process in Canada to grow. Thank you for joining us. Today's guest is Stephen Jerome. Stephen is from the First Nation Reserve called Gesgabigiak, which is located on the Bay of Chaleur region in the Gaspé Peninsula. He is Mi'kmaq and an ancestral rib basket maker using the black ash tree. A family tradition, Stephen was taught the art of basket making by his father Francis Jerome over 40 years ago. Stephen often travels to other First Nations to teach this form of art to try to keep his culture alive, and he's doing it. On his home reserve is where you'll find Stephen's workshop called The Ash Hole. That's right, Ash Hole. In 2016, Stephen's wife Heather Kondo made a film called My Father's Tools through production company Wapakoni. My Father's Tools is a short six-minute documentary showing from A to Z how a basket is made. The film went viral and caught the attention of the Sundance Film Festival and was specifically chosen to screen with actor and filmmaker Robert Redford's Look and See, A Portrait of Wendell Berry in 2017. It was also chosen by National Geographic and Imaginative in Toronto, as well as over 60 other film festivals all over the world. We encourage you to check it out. Stephen loves to teach his craft, share the love of his culture, and keep the ancestral tradition of ash basket making alive. Hello and welcome to this podcast of Indigenous Roots and Hoots, produced by the Legacy of Hope Foundation. I'm your host, Gordon Spence, and today our guest is Stephen Jerome from the Giscapé-Yak First Nation on the Gaspé Peninsula in Quebec. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Hi, how are you? Nice, uh, nice to meet you. Nice for uh, having me on your show. Thank you. Absolutely. And uh, welcome again. And uh, maybe we could start by uh, talking, you talking a bit about your family background, where you grew up, your cultural identity, and a bit about your home community. Yes. Uh, my name is Stephen Jerome. I was brought up on the Gaspé Peninsula in the Beta Shiller area on a on a Mi'kmaq community called the Yeskabigia First Nation. It's uh, numbers 52, and we are the Mi'kmaq people. What my family did all our lives growing up was uh, making baskets, you know, out of black ash. You know, it all started with way, way back. I have footage of my great-great-grandfather in 1939, 1940, making the baskets that he taught my great-grandfather, my great-grandfather taught my father, and my father had taught me. And also, uh, my mother was involved on that. So, uh, you know what? Our family is the, uh, we're called the rib basket makers. We're the, uh, you know, there's not many families, uh, not many people doing this type of baskets anymore because, you know, it's mostly just our family, you know? Yeah, 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 so. Just uh, before we move ahead here, uh, about a little bit about your home community. Um, How big is it? And what's the population? What what's all what's all in your community? What what what's on the reserve? You know, in our Gescabiga out here, we have uh, we have a lot of basket makers. We have fancy basket makers. We have uh, 
well, there's people that do beading work, there's fishermen, there's hunters, there's, you know, there's a lot, lots going on with people living off the land stills. And you know what we do, I, 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 help the, I help the community by preparing black ash for the ladies. You know, the reason why I have to prepare the black ash for the ladies is their, their husbands or other people that can no longer do it. So we, so I have, I have a team that prepares a black ash, we pick it, we process it, we do everything from my, from my home here. Wow. And uh, I have a shed connected to my house, so it's like, uh, you know, it's very convenient. I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the craft itself, the basket making. It goes back, you say, many, many years uh, for several generations. What is it? Uh, what do you, you, you use a tree? It's called the red, uh, red ash tree. Is that what you said it was? And uh, No, my, the, the ash that I work with is called the, the black ash tree. That's the only tree that we use to to make our baskets with. You know, the other uh, other tribes use other different wood, but mostly the Mi'kmaq Nation and Maliseet, uh, Mohawk. Uh, that we we all use the same wood, and it's the black ash tree. And uh, there's an there's an abundance of that in our area here because we have a nice river with a bunch of islands, and and it's just the perfect conditions for the black ash tree to grow. Now, does the black ash, uh, does that tree grow wild in your uh, in your area? Yes. Well, over here, it's uh, like along the river. You know, it grows in the water, a swamp. We have a lot of islands that have a lot of sand, and it grows where the fiddleheads grow. You know, it's it's just, it shares that environment with the poplar tree also. And it's just, it's a tree that requires a lot of water, not too much sun, and it grows good when it's in the, in the shadow of, the poplar trees, the big leafy trees that covers, makes a little covering over it. So it doesn't grow too fast. Right. It just grows perfectly. Yeah. Now, do you make other things besides baskets from that tree? Well, you know, the only thing that I make is rib baskets. I'll make laundry basket, utility baskets, uh, backpack, decorative baskets, uh, you know, any type of basket you can think of. Um, I, pro I probably made them all. Okay. Do uh, you do uh, basket making workshops for uh, schools and private groups? Yes, you know, you know, that's one thing I go. I go all over the place. I, I I'll go to New Brunswick. I'll go to local schools here, local areas. I'll I'll travel to one school to another, and you know, I'll set up groups of ten to fifteen people at a time, and we'll I'll spend a weekend in their community, and you know, I'll teach them the the basics of making a basket. Then, then I can. Then I go later on, and I'll, and I'll teach them how to prepare the ash also. So you know, it's uh, if you if you know how to make the basket, uh, you you got to know how to to prepare the material also. So that just gives them a taste at the start. So you know, when they like it, they'll say, "Well, we need to prepare the material also." So I'll take them in the woods, and we'll uh, start from A and right to Z. So you know, right. and it's and it's working out pretty good. Yeah. Are you? Uh, we we had a basket work, basket making workshop. The the Legacy Hope Foundation. I'd say maybe uh, a couple of years ago. Were you the person that was here in Ottawa doing that for us? I can't. Yes, remember. I was there. Uh, I was you there. Uh, I was with there with Teresa Edwards. Uh, right. Yeah. A couple of years yeah. back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we met. Okay. So <laughs> I, it just kind of clicked. Okay. Uh, Were you in my class? Yes, I made a basket. I gave awesome. it to my wife. Yeah. 
Oh, he loved wow. It. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 And I'll be up in your area also again. I'll be doing a uh, 60 scoop on the October 8th, 28th and 29th in uh, Ottawa. What do you mean, 60 scoop? The 60 scoop uh, reunion. Oh, a reunion. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're going to have a reunion. I think this is the fifth one that they're going to have. A, you're going to have a basket, basket making workshop? Yeah, we'll be going to be there. We're going to be in a barn. Uh, wow. Doing, okay. let's say, about uh, 40, 40 applicants so far. Yeah. Now, do you, uh, 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 is this like a business, a money making business for you? Well, you know, the time I put, the time I put uh, to prepare the wood, everything, you know, for me, it's a vacation. You know, it's yeah. time away from what I'm doing and go see other places, go see other communities. And, you know, I'm, I make some money. There's some profit off of it. But uh, but the amount of work I put into it, you know, it's, it's uh, very time consuming. Yeah, preparing all this preparing all this wood for everybody you know it's yeah. just you know, that's why we uh we made a film called my father's tools just to that uh, that my wife made with wapakoni yeah. Yes. mobile yeah that's actually so, leading up to my 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 uh, my next question but before we get to that i want to ask you about uh, when we were making the baskets with you i found it like very relaxing and very therapeutic i don't know what other people how other people felt about it what do you think you know, I, for me, I wake up in the morning, it's a passion. You know, I, I also use it, use it as therapy because I, I follow the red road. I'm on the sobriety of uh, going on 18 years now and from drugs and alcohol, you know, every day, you know, my wife would ask me, what are you doing today? Well, sometimes I tell her, well, I got to go work on my sobriety, go in the shop and uh, go kill some time and make something to pass the day. You know, when I have negative thoughts, you know, but yeah. for, for me, it's mostly therapeutic. It's mostly therapeutic. It, you know, yeah. it keeps me alive. There's something about the tree that keeps me alive. You know, right. my father always told me that uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's going to help you in life. It's going to feed you. It's going to make everybody happy. You know, it makes yeah. me happy. I love what I do. That is awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, your wife made a short video about this called My Father's Tools. Tell, tell us a bit about this video and how it has been received. Yeah. You know, this, this, this whole idea came from, uh, there's a Wap Wapakoni mobile uh, film studio that came to our reservation back in 2016. And, you know, there was a lot of people, you know, we'd go to the powwows and all that. and People would say, gee, that's your basket. What, why, why is your basket so expensive and all that? And I'd have to repeat the process of, splitting the wood, taking the wood and process it and stuff like that. So my wife decided to make a video, just a quick six, six minute video on pick going into the woods and, and just watching me work, you know, choosing the tree, right from the woods, carrying it out, processing it and ending with a beautiful uh, little basket, just to open people's eyes. And that, and that really worked. And Wapakoni put it on the film their film festival tour and all of a sudden uh, it got picked up by uh, the Sundance Film Festival in Utah in 2017 and it was picked up directly by uh, Robert Redford which was screened with his film uh, Look and See a, po a portrait of Wend Wendell Berry it's about a poet 
Yeah. And it was it just went viral after that. Yeah. What what else has the video gone and where where else has the video gone and been recognized? Are you well, mentioned right some ma magazines and stuff like that? Yeah, it's been in I did some things with some magazines. I've I've I'm on the National Geographic special presentation feature on this uh, my father's tools. I was in Imaginative in Toronto. Uh, there's so many film festivals all over the world that which I couldn't attend. I'd, I'd say about 70 to 75 film festivals all over the world, wow. right down to uh, New Zealand, uh, Chile, uh, South America. I uh, went to the PBS uh, network. It just traveled all over the world. This is with your six minute film? Yeah, this is just uh, with my six minute film, My Father's Tools. Wow. And it just went, it just went viral. It went crazy. Yeah. You know, in the film, I don't talk, you know, yeah. and uh, it's just when they, when Wapakoni asked me to make the film, I, they just said, do your thing. So I just did my thing, went in the woods, brought my wood, wood in, processed, yeah. you know, the whole, the whole shebang of the whole thing. And that yeah. was it, you know, now, put it together, you, six minutes, and that was yeah, it. Yeah. Now, when you went to, when you're traveling around to these film festivals, do you do demonstrations on your, or, or, or does the, the, the films say it all, the video say it all? Well, the video says it all. And uh, we'll, I'll go in a crowd of uh, so many, sometimes there's like 500 people in the audience and I stand up on stage and I presented a little, uh, little, uh, little microphone and, you know, mm -hmm. people will be asking me questions and yeah. people will ask me, what's your father's tools? And, you know, my father's tools is the teachings, what he, what, what he has showed me what to do in life. You know, these okay. are my father's tools, you know, yeah. most importantly. Now, for, uh, for our listeners, if they're interested in, uh, in seeing this video called My Father's Tools, where would they find it? Right there now, they can go on uh, National Geographic, and all you got to type in is how to make a basket from a tree. And it also shows my whole, uh, the, the history of the film, the history of me with the, what I do and all of that. And you can also go on YouTube and just click in my father's tools, basket making, and you'll see the whole history of where the film has gone. And, and it'll show you extra stuff too, you know? Okay. A couple more questions, Stephen. Uh, yeah. Tell us about your upcoming appearance on CBC's live show called Still Standing with Johnny Harris. Yeah, you know, I have a shop here and, you know, there is, it's a group of people, CBC still standing crew that go around and, you know, they film the area and all that. And it got the attention of, I think it was Julia Hutchinson. And just the name of it brought them to tears. And, it, you know, because I work with Black Ash year day in, day out, you know, we decided to call it the Ash Hole. You know, A-S-H-O-L-E. And it's written in big, big shopping letter letters on the side of my house, outside of my shop. And you know, it's just, it's just people that see the sign, they just they just do a rubber neck and they just, you know, I can see the smile on their faces when they pass pass by. So anyway, it got the attention of Johnny Harris and the CBC still standing crew, and they came over, they filmed the inside and the outside. And, you know, it's all about comedy. You know, we all have that sense of humor 
you know, you walk in, it's inviting. It's, you know, there's everything in there is all about comedy and black ash and, you know, ash oil products. So here, you know, it's, it's just, it's totally funny. Sometimes I see, see people driving by and they have kids and, you know, the kids would be screaming, Hey, I like the ash oil. And the parents would be saying, that's not, don't say it like that. Well, look, it's written like that. That's, that's how it's written. Look. Yeah. And they'll be like, ah, you know, but you know, it's all, it's all about comedy and there's so many puns yeah. in my shop. Yeah. Yeah. But there's lots of stuff, good stuff that comes out of it. There's good teachings, it's culture, it's uh, the language, you know, I, I speak my language a hundred percent and yeah. I also speak French and I speak English fluently. So, you know, I get, wow. I'm pretty easygoing guy. I, you know, I, I join anybody. I'll talk to anybody. I'll, I'm friends with everybody. Do a lot of people speak Mi'kmaq in uh, in your community? I'd say there's about sixty uh, percent of the people speaks fluent Mi'kmaq, and I'd say there's about forty percent that speak all three languages, because over here we have a mixture of French and English all around us. So we have to, uh, you know, we get we get along with everybody around our area. We're known as people that are nice and quiet. Oh, wow. We, yeah, we're pretty quiet people. That's interesting. I've never heard of your community, but it'd be interesting to see, to go and visit it and, and check yeah. it out. Yeah, um, and you got to be careful how you say Gesebigia. Gesebigia. Yeah. You know? yeah. If you say it with a different leather, Gesebigia, it means you're itchy. You know, you just got to watch out. <laughs> yeah. You got to watch out. They'll say, oh, really, are you? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, you got to take it easy on it. Right. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> Yeah. Be careful what you say, asshole. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Okay, you know there's a lot of talk about reconciliation in these past few years, and there's different people doing different things, different organizations doing different things, and uh, everybody seems to have a, a slightly different way of thinking on on the word reconciliation. What are your thoughts on that? This whole reconciliation thing, and what does it mean to you? Well, right there now, uh, you know, it's if it's all about the religion and stuff like that. You know, I, I, I'm not into the religious part. I'm, I'm traditional. I follow the eagle, this, the spirituality part, the nature, stuff like that. Right. You know, just religion part. You know, I've heard too many stories of my, my parents uh, growing up with the priest and, you know, all these people, the nuns in the school, how much they used to get beat or the outside community. They had trouble out, you know. I think we all got to get along. Right there now, I can go anywhere and do anything. I get along with everybody. And, you know, it all starts uh, somewhere like that. Just, you know. Yeah. That's that's my thought on that. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, when, I, when you come to, what's the date you're coming to Ottawa again? I'll be there October 28th and 29th. And, and I have another appearance to do in December the 29th with Robin Duetta. Yeah. So I think he, he's got something else planned for me. And I'll be in Nova Scotia in November and October. I'll be in Nova Scotia again. I'll be in New Brunswick teaching the adults how to fix the wood and all that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've seen, uh, I was on another TV show called The First People's Kitchen with Chuck Hughes. No, I haven't seen it. If you, if you check it out on uh, APTN, I was just playing today on APTN. Oh, okay. Uh, it's uh, season one, 
salmon fishing in the Descabilia River. And this, it shows a lot of footage of our river. It shows us making the baskets also. I, I, I show him a bit and I cook for him also, you know, me cooking yeah. for a chef, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So if you check out first the first, first People's Kitchen, uh, season one, episode probably five or six, and you'll be able to see a little bit of the basket making that we do. And we're also with Lee Valley. Lee Valley Tools. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah. So we have, uh, I have a video with them also. Okay. That, uh, it's called the Stories of the Anquahanwe. So we're going to try and, uh, I'm going to try and make an effort to meet you again uh, when you come to Ottawa toward 28th, 29th, sure. and uh, maybe join you uh, making another basket. Because I really enjoyed the time that you came and showed us how to do it. And also, I want to probably have you in a picture because I have a picture of everybody that uh, made baskets oh. with me. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've been talking to uh, Stephen Jerome, basket maker from Quebec. Escabigia. Escabigia First Nation. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Stephen, for taking the time to do this and talk with us today. Megasi. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, okay. Roots and Hoots is a podcast project produced by the Legacy of Hope Foundation. Music is provided by David Finkel. For more episodes like this and to learn more about the work we are doing, please visit www.legacyofhope.ca to learn more. Thank you.